Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop culture, subculture, music, horror, sex, politics, art, and overall bad ass. This is Society 13, redefining podcasting. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. Subculture. And overall overall bad ass. Welcome 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 to Kettle Kettle Whistle 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 Radio. Radio. With your hosts, hosts, Dave Dave and Sean. Sean. What? Shit. Well, here we are, folks. Uh, welcome back to Kettle Whistle Radio. We have some special guests tonight that we've been, I guess, looking forward to this for like three months. Probably longer than that. Right? I, I got uh, Captain Sexy's here. He's in the house. <laughs> That's what they're calling me, I guess. It's a story for another time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've but many nicknames. I mean, the second I started, we were going to sit down and do this, freaking solicitor comes to the door. <laughs> and my dog's going berserk. This guy is trying to talk to me like, when can I come back? I was like, dude, anytime but today. <laughs> and he's just not leaving. Yeah. Like, dude, I probably don't want what you have. But if I say anytime but today, leave. Please get off my porch. Anyway, that being said, um, let's see. You were talking when you came in today about Peter Murphy. He's kind of back in the limelight a lot. Um, and I discovered something about him whether it's true or not he says it but then other people say it's not true that Bella Lugosi's dead was done in one one take hmm. they recorded all that in one take wow so whatever tracks there were they, they all did it then and that was it and that's like what they're famous for well, Bajas Bajas yeah I mean they were they were a great band yes yeah the the um, other guys that were in that band they have a new uh, band now I'm trying to think of what it what it was oh, called yeah uh, they were um, pop tones they're called the pop tones now no no I, I was thinking something else the other when they did uh, not, <laughs> I always want to say rock set but it's not yeah uh, what's the the other three guys had that, that pop band kind of uh, well uh, they had love and rockets but they also did uh, tones on tail um, which was basically almost like a continuation of Bauhaus, just with the three of them. Yeah, no two, no new tale to tell was their big hit, right? Uh, I think. Wasn't that them? I don't remember. How can we not remember both? I'd not have remember. to look it up. But they were good. Uh, um, God, what were they called? How can I forget? Anyway, 
we do this all the time. This is the band I was. I, I think I talked to you about it. They're a Pittsburgh band, Code Orange. Have you heard this yet? I've heard of them. Yeah. We, I've talked about it earlier on earlier episodes, and I hit them up. They didn't get back to me because they're like, I guess they're big time now. So, but I will try to it get happens. them again. I, I really dig. This album's different. Uh, Bleeding in the Blur is their big hit, or radio release, if you will. And they call themselves kind of industrial, but they don't need to be. They, you know, I want to say that one of our past interviewers maybe mentioned that band, mm-hmm. too, is a band that they, they were into. Yes, um, yeah. But uh, I, I remember I looked them up online and I listened to them and I was impressed with their music. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, definitely, definitely. So. Um, let's see. Well, that's what I'm listening to these days because they're coming to Metal Church, one of my old favorites. Yes, old school metal. They're coming back, <laughs> and I, I hope never, to go see them. I, I never got into them. You would have missed their good stuff. I mean, when they were, you know, there's, I mean, you really would have. Blessing in Disguise is a huge one for later with a later singer, but you got to get The Dark. Uh, that's That was, they, I, for, as far as I'm concerned, they don't have a bad album. I kind of have to talk about this one a little bit because I just realized I'm on the liner notes. <laughs> So my uncle Tom is a zombie. Is this the sound? This it's is the soundtrack to the, to the movie. Oh, my uncle yeah. John is. Yeah, a John would be very upset. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tom means something completely different. Yeah. I do. I know. I'm sorry. You'll have to edit this. No, never. <laughs> you know, we don't do that. We don't do that here. We don't edit. I don't know why I I read Tom there, but but yeah, my uncle John's a zombie. It, it kind of looks like. It, yeah, the way it's printed, of, you're right. Yeah. It's rec- well, I had three of the songs, the vocals were recorded right where you're sitting. And uh, Mr. Russo isn't here, so you, if these guys listen to an episode prior to this one, two prior actually, uh, they can hear him because we do a little salute with his uh, zombie wine. Uh, I had the girls, the pop-off girls were here, April and Martise, and Jay was here too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was good. You were missed. Um, it was a full house, and we shared his wine, and it's kind of more of a mead than a wine. It's very blood-red mead. Does he make it himself? I'm sure he doesn't, but he definitely had some with us. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have a little bit of a story, don't we? We went to that Lords of Acid show. Oh, yeah. And honestly, the other bands blew them away, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was uh, I was a fan in their heyday, but I wasn't ever a fan enough to go to one of the shows. Um, they played uh, one of the big uh, shows. I think they played was the Sextasy Ball with uh, Thrill Kill Cult, and I think maybe Sister Machine Gun. Um, but uh, you know, a, a lot of those shows I missed back in the day because you know I was you know I was into some of it, or I was you know. To be honest with you, I was chasing girls. Ah. <laughs> so if if I wasn't at a concert, I was usually chasing a girl or after a girl or, you know, drinking with my buddies or, or, or some nonsense like that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> was uh, Johnny Daggers part of that scene too? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, anyway, but we had a hell of a show. That, that was great. Um, and, okay, I was blown away, and we're going to probably play one, some of their songs too. Um, well, Jenna Torturers were better than I thought they'd be. They were amazing. Yeah, I never, um, you know, I never got into them back in the day. Um, I don't know why, because I know I would have liked them. It was, uh, they, it was hard to actually hear them. They, it wasn't like they were on radio when that's all the only outlet you had. You know, I thought the other band that played was um, maybe uh, a bit more impressive, that uh, Gabriel and the Apocalypse. Amazing. They were very similar in nature, I think, but yep. I, I think, you know... I got their disc. I got Venus and Furs that night, too. Oh, man. They, they were really good. Um, they put on a great... Their performance was really great, too. Um, Do you mean Gabriella and the Apocalypse? Oh, yeah. Yes, they were amazing. Absolutely. They had it all down. 
And it was like, I swear to God, it was like choreographed, but they were natural. Yeah. And she was amazing. What a nice person. You know, uh-huh. she took pictures with us. She signed everything. Here it is right here. <laughs> yeah. A very loved poster oh, signed yeah. by the band that was in my back pocket. <laughs> Real in the apocalypse. Um, they're out of uh, Minneapolis, from what we learned. Mm-hmm. And boy, did they kick some ass. Mm-hmm. They really did. And of course, Orgy. Oh, yeah. They were, they were, I was more impressed by them than, um, than I, than I, I think I was thought I would be going in there. I, I really, really, really liked them a lot. They put on a really good show. It was a solid performance. And, well, you want to tell story? (laughs) Well, we were probably like, um, three songs, maybe four songs into the Lord's set. And I kind of, I kind of turned to you and I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to hit the road because it was getting pretty late and, um, you know, we we went through what four or five acts before yeah, it Lord's was a long hit, night. It was and um, you know, I I I had to get up the next day, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of, you know, the first few songs I heard by Lords, I was like, okay, you know, these are these are good songs. These are probably mostly the ones I wanted to hear. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just you know, yeah, pull the plug and head on out. Gotcha. So you said, hey, I'm I'm gonna go too, and uh, <laughs> so we get out from outside the show venue the venue and um turn the corner and jay from orgy's coming off of his bus and walking towards us and you know i just kind of casually mentioned to him that hey you guys had a great performance tonight and he stopped and chatted with us for a few moments and uh you know he didn't have to do that i I thought he was very personable and very great to talk to and uh, i'd love to have him on the show as an interview i think we're going to uh, we literally rounded a corner and Jay Gordon and his buddy that was on stage with him yeah. came walking around the corner right into us. Nobody else was on the street at that point. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> People was, they were all in the bars or at, at still at the show. And it was an unbelievable fate. And I just, I don't even know what I said, but all I know is he gave me the number. Yeah, uh, we, we had like a two two to four minute conversation. I mean, it wasn't long, but it was it was long enough that, you know, we... <laughs> to annoy we, him. No, I, don't no know. I think we, exha- we exchanged info and, you know, we told him what we were about and... Um, yep. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get him on. I agree. And anybody that hasn't listened to the new Jay Gordon orgy stuff, I would say definitely um, "Wide Awake and Dead" was the first release, I think. And then they redid an old song live on that rooftop. They do um, "Sucker Face," hmm. which is off of uh, isn't this that the second vapor transmission? Yeah, yeah. The they, well, album. they did it. He did it with his new band on top of it. It's actually considered a new release, and it, oh, he really? did it like Nine Inch Nails style, where it's live. Huh. But you can't tell it's live because it sounds so damn good. And they're on a rooftop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I put it on my page a few times. Love it. Love it. Orgy is worth the revisit, folks. And, uh, well, we're going to be having guests here soon, but I feel like we're forgetting something else. But anyway, yeah, I did make the call with the number, and we'll see what happens with Orgy. But yeah. It's going to be Jay Gordon, I think. It's not going to be the Orgy guys because uh, yeah, it's a whole they, new band. Yeah, I mean, they, they have their own band, and they do their own music now uh, separate. Yep. You know, so. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, Captain Sexy, should we uh, go ahead and get our guests on the show? Yeah. All right. We're going to so. have uh, Gwen Strang and Sean Bilovichek. Is that how you say his name? Uh, no, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> now i got to look it up. I know, right? <laughs> I want to say it was like Bilovetsky or, yeah. or something like that. That's uh, right. I'll make sure I screw it up when he's on. We've got to make sure we get that right. Yes. But Gwen and Sean from Frail. Stick around, folks, and thanks for listening. Bilovecki. Bilovecki. See? There we go. Now he's going to say a completely different one. <laughs> All right, we'll get right back to you. Hey, guys, this is Ty Oliver from Power Man 5000, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. 
and we are back folks all right we are back and we have our very special guest uh, that we've been looking forward to for a while right sean that's right yes we got sean delavecchi and gwen strang from Hi. frail hello <laughs> Hi there. you guys sound good sound good we got a good connection on skype doesn't happen very often at this time of the day but it's nice to talk and finally meet Surprising. you guys yeah thanks for doing this first of all yeah, hey, anytime. Thank, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for reaching out and uh, and setting it up. Excited to be part of it. That would be Captain Sexy. That's Sean, by the way. Um, <laughs> I yeah. don't know why he calls me that. He's really good. We, <laughs> there's a reason, but we can't remember why. It happened at a rock club, and we have no idea what happened. But it, it came out with him being Captain Sexy. Anyway, <laughs> how long have you guys been in, like, in existence? Um, I think almost a year. Okay. On April 1st, it'll be a year. Yeah. Okay, so we're not too late to the game, Sean. No. Uh -oh. No. <laughs> Okay. No. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, but yeah, we just, I mean, the video, of course, Let the Darkness In, um, I probably play it twice a day, driving everybody I know crazy. Um, it's just great. It just it captured me and my love of music and something, and Sean said this, something that was missing in music that we always kind of look for. We like a, a strong female lead vocals mm -hmm. with that, that grinding background, which is just amazing. And I, I, I have to ask you this personally. Um, Frank is not playing with you guys right now? No, no. He started, so Gwen and I started this together and then uh our label in europe lay bear recordings uh desiree reached out to us like a few days after we just put it out on Bandcamp and said that you know she wants to work with us and we need to get over to europe so we had to throw a band together pretty quick and i've known frank for a long time and, nice. uh so i was like frank play bass and he said okay <laughs> and so awesome. um you know we we started playing some shows here and then I forget what it was. Something came up and like he couldn't make it to Europe. So we had to get another bass player. And then we just kind of kept that bass player since since then. Gotcha. Okay. So you were a bass player, but you, I think you're playing lead guitar live, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I played bass in a, a band called Disengage that toured for like, I think, 15 years. Wow. I mean, 20. Yeah, it was a long time. I was in I that band say for a I while. I know that band, Disengage. It's, yeah, we're both kind of like, you blew our minds that we know that name. Um, I, oh, almost, cool. I almost feel like I've heard it or seen you guys, but did you tour a lot? Yeah, yeah. We played, you know, based in Cleveland, but we toured the U.S. a lot. Um, uh, like I said, I think 10, 15 years I was in. I can't really remember, but yeah, we, we it was kind of pre-internet, you know, but gotcha. we did mm -hmm. definitely tour a lot. We were on Man's Ruin Records out of I think they were in San Francisco. It was like Frank Kozik's, like the original Stoner Rock label back in the day. Nice. Um, so yeah, we you know we did a lot of stuff with that and uh, played with a lot of bigger bands and did tours with bigger bands and our own tours and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, I played bass in, in Disengage. So Sean and Gwen, can you guys tell us how how the two of you first met? Well, it's kind of funny. We both have a background in uh, clothing design, so. I met him when I hired him to make some patterns for me. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we both kind of knew them, but I mean, he was married. I was in a relationship, so nothing happened. And then, you know, he got divorced and we started dating. And not, then, not because of each other. No, like, no. <laughs> we like, we both broke up with our whatever's and then sent, yeah. I sent her a text and I was like, Hey, I'm getting divorced. And she's like, Hey, I'm breaking up. Let's get a drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's actually how me and my wife met. So <laughs> good luck on that. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, Sean. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, well, you, you kind of brought up the, uh, and I, I wasn't going to get into this, but I, you're, um, uh, that's your side business, actually. You guys make clothes, right? And yeah. And design. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we have an apparel development company. So uh, brands come to us and say, I want to make jeans, jean jacket, button-down shirt, T-shirt, hoodie, or I want to do a, a 
like a athleisure brand, like Lululemon kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. we help them source fabric. We develop the patterns. We do what's called a tech pack, which is kind of like what the factory follows to put it together. And then we help them find a, a factory in the U.S. So we don't actually like sew things, but we do all the thinking so that the factory can just put it together. And is this does this stem from like education that, that you went to school for? Or was this, um, yeah. just, you know, you know, yeah. We both went to school for it, and um, I'm from Canada, so I went to school in Toronto, and in Canada or Canada, and Sean went to uh, in uh, went to school in Kent. So yeah, Kent State. So, but we both went yeah. for fashion design. It's pretty yeah. funny. We're like <laughs> the 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 two the same people. <laughs> we have the same background. Like we both went to fashion school, then we both goofed around, then we both had our own stores and our own brands, and you know then that was sort of pre-recession and then the recession happened and we both kind of got out of it. And, you know, so we, our backgrounds are really similar, but we were just, uh, you know, I don't know, five, 600 miles away from each other. I think that's <laughs> kind of unique that you guys have, you know, share a lot of the same, um, uh, interests and, and, you know, it's, it's weird because like for, for me and my wife, for instance, we're like total opposites. So opposites attract, but you know, it's, it's very unique that, uh, you guys, you know, have that same background. So you have, you know, Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we feel really fortunate. We have a very similar background, but very different working styles. So it gets, <laughs> it, gets, uh, it gets interesting sometimes when you like live together and work together and have a band together. Um, but it's like 95% of the time amazing and 5% of the time really intense. Really <laughs> yeah. Well, you're musicians. Well, uh, musicians, uh, was that, by the way, was that plan B this whole time? Was that always on the back burner or did you set out to do that first? The music? Yeah. Well, I think like the music thing kind of started, um, we'd been together I don't know, a few months and I got Sean logic for Christmas and which is record like a, like there's pro tools mm-hmm. and logic. So it's a recording software. Yeah. I use studio yeah. one. Uh, personally. There you go. Yeah. So I was, yeah, so, I was, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, so I get him that and that kind of re sparked his interest in music. And, uh, you know, I never had any, you know, inkling to, to be in a band. I took vocal lessons and I, you know, and I took piano lessons, but it was kind of just for me. And so, um, he would hear me sing in the bathtub and, and he basically made me sing on the, (laughs) on the EP. Um, he had, he would have to leave the, the room, leave the, actually the third floor of the house. He'd have to leave and go down to the first floor (laughs) so that I could be by myself. And, but it's, I get that. I understand that. So yeah. <laughs> how much elements of sound design do you guys add to like say the EP or the new music that you're that you're putting out or uh how much do you rely Gwen on your background of piano and um uh that how much of that is part of the music that you guys are making I think honestly I think um for me cuz I do a lot of like this new LP that we're working on um has a lot of vocal melodies or sorry melodies um harmony so i think that's kind of relying on that ear from like piano um we bought a bloody book that we've been searching for for like literally months that kind of we, we bought a book like a, a scale book and lost it yeah uh, 
<laughs> that's yeah, that's what happened to my my uh, what is it? Teach yourself how to play bass book. I just found it like twenty years later. I'm like, oh well, well I never oh, learned how to play. So. I, I have some I have some books. I have I have a really old uh, drum machine programming nice. book to program go. drum drum tracks. So uh, I'll have to break that out. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to ask about Frank because we're both huge fans. We're huge Filter fans. And when he came back, uh, was it the second tour he came back on uh, with the second album? Mm-hmm. Frank Cavanaugh. Yeah, I'm looking at Sean. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. But I was just so happy. It was like a, like putting the cherry on the, on on the Sunday when I saw him in the video. I was like, oh damn! And he had to tell me he's like, that's Frank Cavanaugh from Filter. I was like, get out of here, man. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just a perfect little thing you had going on there. You didn't pretty much stole my um, attention. Uh, I had like I've been focusing on uh, your videos now. Uh, cool. Yeah. yeah Fra- I mean, Frank. He's a good dude. Awesome. Yeah, he lives down the you know like a couple towns over from us. And yeah. like I've kept it. He was like a big fan of Disengage. And so I think we played with Filter a couple times. And then he would like mm. when he didn't live in Cleveland, he would fly out for like we did reunion shows or, you know, whatever. Um, and so I, I've known him for forever. And uh, it, it's funny he had a signature bass for a while that um, the mm-hmm. dude from Typo Negative is Peter Steele. Is, is that the Man. name of the singer? Yes. Oh, yeah. God bless him. Yeah. So yeah. So he had this. Uh, I forget what it's the BC Richards something or Washburn. I don't know whatever some some brand. So Frank had a signature bass and then he like stopped playing or, you know, wasn't a filter anymore. And then that Peter Steele dude kind of adopted it. And then, so everyone calls it the Peter Steele bass, but it's wow. really Frank's signature bass. Oh, that's awesome. And so like, he had a, like, he told me that I was the only dude that ever refused it. Cause like <laughs> when I was disengaged, I was all, you know, drunk and wasted and crazy all the time. And so he was at a big show of ours and he was like, dude, I brought a bass for you and I want you to have it. And I guess I said, no. <laughs> like, I don't remember it, but he, he told me he's like, "You're the only dude that said no, bro." <laughs> what you? You didn't like the color? What was it? No, I was just so into like, I was so narrow-minded back then, like as far as gear went. So I had like one bass, I had one head, and I had my rig, and that was it, and no pedals, no nothing, <laughs> blah blah blah. And then now in Frail, it is the complete opposite of that. Oh, like, yeah. I, I don't, that. I have like the biggest pedal board they make. <laughs> Like, like it's the total opposite. That's so cool. I think I've seen pictures of it. It's pretty impressive. I think is yeah, it I, actually in the video too? Do we yeah. do we see you hit the pedals in the video? Maybe, but yeah. like it's since that video, like it's it's grown, it grown. exponentially. Yeah. And we have another video that's coming out uh, today, Tuesday, tomorrow, I think, or Thursday on New Noise. They're going to premiere uh, another video from the EP that we shot that is has probably the most fog per square inch of anybody <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, you might have to the, compete with uh, old school ministry. For oh, that. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of fog there. Um, yeah. well, well, folks, but since when you're listening to this, folks, that video will be out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so check out Frail. What's it called? It, uh, it's going to be it's a video for things that make us bleed. Um, oh, yes. and it'll be on our I think it's going to be on our YouTube, but New Noise uh, are, is going to premiere it. So it'll be somewhere on New Noise and. Like, I'm sure there'll be links on our Instagram, and then we'll send you guys uh, links, too, once it yeah, goes please. live. But it's weird. Like, I always want to just put stuff out. Like, you know, we have a studio here, so we finish it. We do the videos ourselves, and we just want to pump out content. But when there's, like, labels involved and there's a whole premiere uh, process that has to happen. So it's like we've had this video done for 
months and we've just been sitting on it and it just feels like wrong to us. But like, that's not the way it works now, I guess. Right. You're supposed to <laughs> wait and do things through proper channels. So yeah, this video is premiering uh, tomorrow or Thursday. We, I, I find with all the people that I've interviewed and I've been doing this for between eight and 10 years now. Um, and e even back then, um, EPs and singles are the way to go before you throw the album out there. Um, they're all doing it. Uh, they, they'll throw a song out, you know, for free and then throw an EP out there. Is that your, is that your formula? It wasn't from the beginning. We just made. We four... didn't have a formula. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. We, and, and if it was up to us, like the LP would have been out like a month or two ago. But like they, you know, there's a there's a, a way a, to do it. Way to like a, yeah. a, a process that you have to do. So like for a press cycle and all this stuff. So we have a, a seven inch that the video premiere on New Noise is going to announce hmm. seven inch coming out. So th this is start of the label process. Now, this is uh, we agree with the plan, but we didn't invent, you know, we didn't to say hey we're gonna do this so we have this seven inch coming out um that is gonna officially the pre-order launches with this video tomorrow or thursday and it's pretty cool because it's two brand new songs and it comes in like there's a limited edition we're calling it an alchemy box which is like it's almost like a box set for the seven inch but you you get the seven inch and then a whole bunch of like Ooh. crystals and incense and, and like, it's it's like witch shit okay. <laughs> i'm gonna witch, yeah. the witch shit box <laughs> i'm gonna want that, yeah, that I, heather yeah, would like that name, yes oh yeah. Uh, yeah we we know a few people that would be into that um plus I, I did buy my wife a record player do you call it now it's a turntable right yeah. i bought her a it's, it's a record player i bought her a record player for christmas so we've been digging into vinyl lately and uh i think i told gwen in an email too that there's a couple of record stores here that probably you guys should consider like maybe sending them some stuff and promos or whatever because the, the vinyl is blowing up in pittsburgh lately wow yeah, yeah. that's awesome we definitely be to that and i think that our label like we have one in the u.s and one over there we definitely wanna, cool you know link does, them up with, with does that. I, i'd still um, ides does vinyl yeah do you guys do may vinyl? know ides even yeah. over over the border there you probably heard of ides records but yeah it's a famous place here and dave's music mine but yeah um now all right we'll get we definitely want to get into them coming to pittsburgh because that's happening but let's let let's give them a taste want to play some witches what do you think, guys? What do you think? What do you want sure. us to play? Yeah, that's a good. That's a so that witches. That's a Beast Wars cover because Gwen and I are both fans of Beast Wars. So we did that cover um, to to poke them basically because we like the song and then we sent it to them and they're like, oh my god, this is great. Oh, that's they awesome. Did. They said that with an Australian accent though, or New Zealand <laughs> because they're New Zealand. I love um, it. All right, both what, folks. What would that sound like? I don't. I, Oh my god! I don't know. <laughs> I was about to sound like some old English woman. That's what Dave makes me do. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Captain Sexy. All right. Well, we'll be right back with Gwen and Sean from Frail, and uh, let's hear some witches. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in.
We are back, folks. That was Witches. With uh, We have Frail right now, Gwen and Sean on the line, and they're actually staying with us. Isn't that nice? They're staying with us. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> we're going to let Sean take this from here. So, guys, the, the dichotomy between the darkness and the light in your music holds the listener um, captive and under constant tension. Mm. Was this simply a result of your combined influences or a vision uh, uh, for something unique that, that didn't previously exist? We, we cut off a little bit after tension. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I apologize. Oh, oh. So, I like where you're going with this, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll repeat. I'll go ahead and I'll repeat See, it. Captain Sexy, you're creating <clears throat> tension. <laughs> yeah, so, so the, the dichotomy between the darkness and the light in your music holds the listener captive and under constant tension. Was this simply a result of your combined influences, musical influences, or uh, a vision for something unique? You know, I, I'm going to take this one because I'm so glad that you got that. So... When I write lyrics, it's a lot about like, um, there's a lot of underpinnings of like, um, Catholicism and religion and stuff like this. And, um, you know, kind of like this, like, but also dark. And I think the, um, the new video that we have coming out kind of plays on that as well. I think that to answer your question, it was, um, on purpose. So I think that um, both darkness and light can exist in the same spot at the same time. And I think that they can both be beautiful. Um, and I think that you should pursue both. And I think that, um, you know, I think that just like with Sean's heavy, heavy, you know, drop B music. And then my kind of, I don't know if it's soprano or what I would be considered, but like my kind of lullabyish vocals, I think that, you know, that's just kind of, everything just kind of works. Yeah. I think we, I want to say that musically stumbled upon that, but with Gwen's lyrics and vocals, that was intentional. She's a lot smarter than I am. So (laughs) she'll do stuff on purpose and I stumble across it, even though it's the same thing. (laughs) Um, But now that we kind of have that and, and we were really happy with how the, the EP came out, that's something that's really intentional now. Like, and it's almost like a filter. We put anything new that we're working on through that filter is, um, you know, is there like sort of the, the, the contrast of lightness and darkness and heaviness and lightness? And, you know, is there, is it spooky? And is it also as heavy as it can be while, while maintaining that really light and airiness? So it's like this complex filter that we have that we sort of try to put things through and won't, aren't happy with them until they kind of check all those boxes. So now it's, it's absolutely intentional in everything that we do. I think, I think Sean has like a background in metal and hard rock and I have a background in um trip hop and goth so I think yeah. you know all of those kind of things pop in and and you know make something kind it, of interesting. it works it works magnificently yeah it's definitely a sound that I find refreshing because yeah. you know there's a there's and, and I've told Dave this before, there's a lot of bands that I'm really into, like Isis, for instance, when they were still a band. And I really love their music, and I really love how they do the the slow build-up and then the full full release of the, in the music, which is, you know, almost similar in nature, but you guys really kind of hold the tension in your yeah. music. But what I'm trying to get at is... I was always searching for that band that had that sort of, you know, Palms kind of did that, the guys from ISIS when they did that uh, band with Chino Moreno from Deftones. And uh, the only other band that I found that's maybe similar is Arctic Sleep, you know, personally, that 
that, you know, they don't even touch on what you guys are doing. But what I'm getting at is uh, the vocals are so beautiful in contrast to the music. Mm. The music is also beautiful, but, you know, it has all that darkness and tension and it's beautiful in a different way. But a lot of bands really kind of kill it with the vocals. And that's what I was really trying to get at when I mentioned Isis, for instance, like, I can appreciate the music and I, I really love it, but sometimes the vocals really cause me to, to only listen to that maybe a handful of times, whereas your album, I'm always listening to it. And it was like, I was always looking for the band and the band didn't exist, but now it does. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, fill, he, he told me that this band filled a spot that we've been looking for. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, that's think, amazing yeah. to hear. Thank you. And that's something yeah. that we do intentionally as well. I mean, there's a... We listen to music, you know, we work next to each other, and so we listen to Spotify all day long, and it's usually on some <laughs> artist station of bands that, you know, we like or play with or whatever, and it's always, you typically, in the, in, you know, in the doom genre, and, yeah. you know, we'll hear riffs or a new name will pop up, and we'll be really excited about it, and then the vocals come in, and it's like, oh, God, like, <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, you know, why? <laughs> There's a band from England that I found, too, uh, you know, probably around the same time that I found you guys. It's called uh, Dark Her. I don't know if you've heard oh, of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we love her. I love, I love, yeah. yeah, her stuff's pretty good. Be um, nice if you told me about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, another band I, he, yeah. that he just found out that I like right now is yeah. Vows, V-O-W-W-S. Yes. He had never heard of them. That. Yeah, Those I dig that a good. lot. Yes. But, uh, another guy and girl. Yeah. Another, yeah. You know, uh, Gwen, you mentioned um, that you were into uh, trip-hop and um, uh, uh, more goth music, and that's music that I was always more so into. Mm-hmm. Definitely like the heavier spectrum of music, but I always kind of leaned more towards that. And yeah. uh, there's a band, I don't know if you've listened to them, um, I was always a Curve fan, and yeah. Dean Garcia does that other band with his daughter called Space Echo. It's yeah. SPC space ECO, and, um, but it's pronounced Space Echo. They're really good, and she has that lullaby-ish sort of vocal delivery like you do. Um, uh, similar, you know, obviously different, but... Yeah, yeah. we're adding all these names yeah. out. This is yeah. great. <laughs> we we <laughs> always like to share music on this that show. That happens so. a lot. On, don't feel bad. Everybody writes down stuff from us, too. So, yeah, <laughs> we have too much knowledge. <laughs> so, so, so to get back to the previous question, um, this, this next question kind of transitions into it. So the experience of your sound of the music has transitioned into the hauntingly beautiful video for Let the Darkness In. Now, I understand that you just mentioned you have a new video coming out, but was this a creative process you found inspiring or a necessary outlet to express the vision for the song? I think it was just kind of a natural progression. Like, Sean... um, Usually how our photo stuff works is I style it and Sean shoots it. Sean's an amazing photographer. Um, So he can get like lighting and all this stuff that's just crazy. I have kind of a general idea of what I want and then he kind of puts it together. But I think that just being creative people, I think it's one of those things that we just, you know, we like we like to do that stuff now shooting it is fun but the editing part is the oh yeah <laughs> well let's say some of the shooting is fun sometimes <laughs> we'll do a whole day of a shoot with a stylist and then we go look at the footage and hair looks so we don't get to use <laughs> the footage when when the other person had to hold a heavy steady camera for like six hours oh man <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so it's you know that kind of stuff is fun, uh, but actually like so the left the darkness in video that you're talking about. Um, so the the parts where Gwen is kind of walking around and it's yeah. it's dark behind her. Mm-hmm. So 
that we had to go reshoot that because the first time, like, I, I can't see the, the screen on my camera when I'm doing a, a steady cam over my head. It was all blurry. So oh, we, we, we got home and we were both like crabby and whatever. And we had to like run back out to this like school that's by us and reshoot all the stuff of her walking, you know, in the, in the field and just hope that this time it was in focus. And we were both like, so over it and kind of crabby <laughs> that one. And then there's a whole nother uh, shoot that didn't even make the video where we went down in the woods. Cause we thought, Oh, dark woods would be sweet. But all it was was mm-hmm. just banging in the trees and we couldn't see anything. And it, it didn't look any cooler than just being with the black background anyway. So we ditched all that, but we were covered in mud and, you know, freezing cold and, and whatever. So it's like, it's fun to think about it. It's fun to look back on it, but sometimes when like we're in the middle of it, it's, it's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, we get that a lot too. I, I, a lot of like, I, I feel for bands because everybody wants to hear the hits or the songs that they want to hear. Bands are usually tired of playing those songs or doing the same things over and over. And you probably hate, you probably don't even watch those videos anymore. Do you? Um, we do. Be, I don't, it's still pretty fresh for us. Okay. We've only been doing this for like a year, you know, maybe in like five years we'll be like, Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keeping it fresh. Now you have a new song coming out. Uh, uh, what things that make us bleed. So things that make us bleed is the, um, off of the EP. We have, um, a new single coming out that's called dead inside. Yeah. Um, that's the new seven inch coming that's out. That's the new seven inch. And that's on Aqualam records in the U S they're out of New York. Um, and it's rad. They do like a hundred page book. So there's a hundred page book that also comes with the wow. seven inch. Jeez. Um, so there's a, yeah, the dead really inside cool. is like the, the single. And then there's a B side, which is godless, uh, which is a song that like totally hints at where we're going with like this LP that we're working on. Cause okay. there's like 50 Gwyns and no drums sometimes and all this like, you know, experimentation that we're doing with like, you know, what is, what is, what can you do in, in the doom genre and still kind of, you know, maintain your roots and, and push it. And so, th- I mean, we're really interested in that because like, as soon as like stoner rock or doom or, or something heavy comes on, like we feel mm-hmm. like we're at home in it, but we also, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that we like and uh, it w- ends up, just being harder to categorize, I guess what we're doing, but we still feel like it's, it's doomy or whatever, but yeah, I think um, so. so playing with that idea is something that we're really interested in right now. And, and, you know, pedals and layers of effects and, and, you know, how far can we push things and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So Gwen, you've expressed, uh, in the past, I, I read this in another interview. Uh, I want to say I listened to it in the interview too. Boom. Uh, other interviews. Yeah. Boom. I do. I try to do my research to make sure I get, get some questions, questions that haven't been asked, but, uh, you've expressed shyness about your singing initially. And, um, has that fallen away with each passing experience or what makes it easier now for you? Because I want to say that listening to the EP personally, um, you can tell that there's um, a maturization process to where I think you got to with witches. Cause I think witches, witches was maybe recorded later. Yeah. Yep. And um, I can definitely tell in that song that there's a more, your, your voice is more present and impactful. And, and it sounds like to me, like it's, you know, kind of, opened up like a flower do you know what i mean yeah he was like he you, was saying kind of found your voice before the show he was definitely making a point of this and he played it and i, I could hear i, I hear exactly what i, he was I, talking I think about. i probably put it much more eloquent when you and i were yeah, talking but, <laughs> but, but but uh <laughs> but I, I mean yeah I, I yeah i mean for sure i think that you know like i said sean you know i i'm kind of a shy person anyway like if you get me out 
in, you know, social situation, I'm probably the person that's hanging out in a, you know, in a booth by myself on my phone trying to hide. Um, (laughs) But I think that, yeah, like when we did the first EP, you know, like I said, Sean basically made made me do it. (laughs) And I think it's just, and it makes me kind of sad because like, you know, I was very insecure and, you know, scared to let it be heard, something that I always kind of wanted to do, but was scared to do it because I was afraid that people would, you know, put me down or whatever for it. But I think that, um, yeah, just, you know, so I think I definitely was holding back on the EP. I think that coming up on this, on the new LP and on the, um, you know, the new single that's going to release everything like that, I think you're going to be like, I think it's definitely, um, feeling a little bit more confident about it. I think, you know, when you have a voice that doesn't sound like Mariah Carey or, you know, somebody that you see on, you know, what's that show, The Voice or whatever the heck it is, um, American Idol, you know, I'm not that kind of singer. And I, I couldn't be that kind of singer if I, if I wanted to be, but I think just kind of when you have a a voice that isn't the same as what you see being applauded and lauded, then, you know, he's kind of like, well, I don't know if, I don't know if this sounds good. So you just kind of like here. And so that it was a giant leap of faith, mostly in Sean for me to kind of say, okay, here it is, you know, put it out in public. And, you know, it, that was kind of a big deal. And I, I think I kind of hid for the first day. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like, it's I'm also, you know, I think you picking up on that is really good. And yeah. I think it speaks to like how much you guys care about what you do to, to find things like that. You bet. Um, you know, Gwen, you know, that, that EP we did in like a week or so. And then Witches was shortly after that. And then the LP we've been working on and the songs that are ready to go on that. She, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's the same, it's Gwen, but it is a totally different person. It's like someone that has had time now to understand the, the sort of the, the parameters of, of her voice and what really works and kind of push that more. And there's a heck of a lot more personality um, coming out, whether it's at, sounding confident or sounding you know angry or sounding vulnerable like i think she's just getting a lot more comfortable in learning how to use her voice you know i've been mm. in a band for half my life and you know, gwen's been in a band for half a year, half a year yeah. <laughs> like, so i think now she's a lot more confident and when you hear her sing the songs off the ep live it's almost like a different um you know, a different person you know um it's still her but it's like there's so much more power now because you know, also in the EP, we, we didn't play live shows before we recorded it. And now because all myself and the other guys in the band are, are like gear nerds, like we just have <laughs> stacks of orange amplifiers that are just loud as hell. And so Gwen's got to like kind of like compete as a singer is, is leaps and bounds ahead of where she was a year ago. And it's just, you know, it's funny that she had to do it in front of lots of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I, I find that I, I, I call this the, the three A's. Um, it comes with age, anger and aggression. And it equals determination for me um, because just people telling you you can't do it. And then you realize, you know, like you said, she was singing in the bathtub and you heard it, you know, that moment. I, you know, I, I'm a writer and I'm always up against scrutiny, but I just said, fuck it. You know, and I when I got published and if one person comes up to you and says, you know, I really enjoyed that book, it makes you do it again. And now I have to, I'm actually, I've been in like films and I am, I'm supposed to be behind the camera, not in front of it. And I got casted like a, in a, like a, a kind of a major role and I'm scared to death. I'm shy too. I hate being in front of people, but this doing this, I, again, just age, anger and aggression, just uh, turn things around for me. Um, did that help you guys with people coming to you and say, dude, what you're doing is amazing. I, I think it 
probably helped me more than Sean because I was so, you know, because I was so insecure about it. But I, I think now it's always great to hear. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it, it gives us, you know, for, for where Gwen's sort of insecure on, you know, singing in general, for me, it's, you know, be, being a, a, a band guy, it's so easy to just like sit inside a genre <laughs> and wear the outfit of that genre and just do the best you can within that. That to me, that's easy, you know. So what we're doing now and trying to push that—that's where it's like a little. I don't want to say scary because you're just you're playing guitar. It's not scary, but it's like <laughs> it's it, it's uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's what we're I'm you know it, it, having fun with right now is being happy with that uncomfortableness because you are doing something that is a little new or isn't you haven't heard it before on a, a genre like you take you're taking inspiration from other things and putting it into what you're doing now and then making it still sort of feel uh like legit to people that are fans of that genre because that's just how music is like you have to start somewhere and mm-hmm. you have to like have credibility within some sort of circle you know and then you can grow from there but you yeah. can't I, I think if you cut those roots off and just alienate those people then you know, which I would be alienating myself because I'm a fan of that. You have to start somewhere, but pushing that is what's kind of new and uncomfortable and, you know, I guess fun and exciting. And that's, I think that's another thing that makes, keeps music exciting for us is like, it's, we're, we're trying to push something that we haven't heard yet. It's like, there's no band that we're like, oh, we need to be just like them, you know? Yeah. And I think like, you know, I think that even though, you know, that, like, I don't think that we, when we write music, I don't think we're thinking, okay, this is Doom, but let's do it Doom Plus or, you know, <laughs> Doom And. I think it's just kind of all these things naturally kind of fall into place. And, and, you know, we have certain parameters that we stay within. You know, I want my melodies to sound lullaby-ish and I want my mm. stuff to sound sweet. And, you know, it's always going to be heavy and it's going to be spooky. That's our, our, two big, <laughs> our two big things. But, um <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that we really sit down and think, okay, this is this is doom, and now let's add flourish to it. I yeah, it's not mathematical. It's almost like it's it's an internal change that happens. Like it's more like just this natural state natural. of what you're, yeah. what you're into. You know, it's it's definitely not mathematical or formulaic when we approach it. Um, but formulaic there is you that go. a word? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> a word. So, outside of music, what do you guys find enjoyable or inspiring? <laughs> We work yeah. so bloody much. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like we, you know, we watch Netflix, but the <laughs> honestly, like if it's you know when practice is over, like you know we have like practice with the guys on the weekend, and then Gwen and I rehearse every single day at home um, to like uh, to like back backing tracks or whatever. Like when practice is over, sometimes I'm still up there playing guitar. Like I'm just so into speakers, like different speakers and different cabinets and and pedals, and like you know I got this new pedal from Death by Audio that is a uh, you put you it's a pedal that's like a filter sweep but then you plug an expression pedal so you control it with your foot and what it does is it it's kind of like a wah pedal but instead of just going wacka wacka mm-hmm. it takes the it sweeps the frequency from zero hertz so below what humans can hear wow <laughs> um, up to like whatever you want it to but what's really awesome about that is if you step on it it's like it sounds like you're cutting the volume but to get down to zero you have to go through the lowest frequency ranges that your amp can handle and so it's like you turn a guitar amp into like a sub, this bass sub thing before you get to zero. So 
nerd nerd stuff like that with guitar sound like that's honestly what makes me happy so i'm have so you, stoked on like have you ever uh have you ever checked out the uh gear from maleko paul barker from ministry well formerly ministry uh he has oh. that he has that um it's a pedal and synthesizer and and uh uh uh, company called Maleko. I think it's M A L E K K O or something like that. But um, <clears throat> basically, he like uh, wanted to recreate all the the tones of the pedals that he used when he was in ministry, um, especially like the Filth Pig era and stuff like that. And um, uh-huh. I know he has a he has a I think it's called Bass Master pedal that I really wanted to check out uh, for my bass. But um, they're anyway. not sponsors, Sean. We shouldn't plug yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We're going to take a quick break. The last break here. We want to go out with a song and then come back. We'll wrap things up with Gwen and Sean. Um, what do we play next? I, I kind of I want to go out later with Let the Darkness In, if that's OK with you two. Sure, uh, yeah. What do you want to play right now? Well, let's do things that make us bleed because we have that video uh, coming out uh, tomorrow, but in the past. Perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect. We're going to go. Okay, you can see the video, folks. Uh, let the darkness in. This is the one that started it for me. Um, just fantastic. The way it's shot. Now you know how it was shot. <laughs> With much animosity. Um, but no, we're going to play that right now for you guys. And um, I want to, I would like to play some Disengage sometime. <laughs> oh, there you go. Every Sunday. Every <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Hey there, this is Corinne from Collide. And this is Static. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio.
That was Things That Make Us Bleed. Um, and we're here, here with uh, Frail. Uh, we have Gwen and Sean. Where does that song come from? Curious. Things That Make Us Bleed? Mm-hmm. Um, I always think like that there's always something that is going to get you. And that song is kind of me giving permission to somebody to be that thing that makes me bleed. Wow. Okay. He he thinks it's him. (laughs) He's taking full credit. All right. (laughs) So be it. Um, Can you each tell us one of your favorite experiences from the live shows and touring? I think, um, you know, in Europe, just going and how receptive people were, it was insane. Like, if I have nothing else, you know, from this music, but I have that, that's all I need. It was crazy. People just were so receptive and so lovely. It was... You know, I toured and played huge places in the States a lot. And going over there, I think people just appreciate music more. Um, They're just more, like aggressively knowledgeable and into it there and they like get there early they stay for all the bands you know they they're there it just seems like it's i don't know it's just more there's more energy i think over there especially for like our you know genre or whatever but so we were the first one in this festival i think this was uh soul crusher mm-hmm. yeah in nymegan in the netherlands and we were the first band on and we're, you know we're sound checking in front of an empty room and then we're thinking, okay, is there anybody going to be here? And then they're like, okay, doors. And they opened it. And all of a sudden it was just packed full of people. The doors couldn't close. Yeah. There was and people. we like, we came out like the, we, the three, three of us, the, the band came out and Gwen was like fumbling with her ear, uh, inner ears or something like that. So it looked like we purposely came out first and then had the singer come out later to be mysterious. But really it was just Gwen got stuck. Um, <laughs> that, so, ha- that happens a lot. Right. When, but when she came <laughs> out, like people were, cheering and screaming her name and stuff like that and that was like our third or fourth show ever in the world, you know nuts. ever that we played and so it was just that was really you know rewarding to to go over there and just have that kind of reception so i think that you know like Gwen said if nothing else comes from this like we already that's like amazing life experience to have that happen and to me like if people know my lyrics like i think you know i'm a writer more than a singer and if people know my lyrics to me that's just like oh my god like that touches my heart like nothing else i hear you that's awesome do you guys have any dream collaborations or tour mates you'd want to share the stage with wow that's well, a good one so we are probably going to have a collaborator on the lp coming up um we were talking to beast wars about it um and we're also talking to uh one of the the J-Man from Mushroom Head. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. I actually did a side project with him that we did, didn't release yet, but it's it's pretty... I think that's kind of how I hooked Gwen in the beginning. Like, we were on our first date, and I played her a song that I did with J-Man from and Mushroom Head. it was amazing. Head. She's that's like, so what's cool. this? I'm like, oh, that's me. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to get to hear that? Uh, I don't know. It's got to it's gotta come out someday. It's, we've been working <laughs> on it since 2014. Oh, wow. Whatever. But, you know, he's a, he's a world-class yeller as far as yellers go and he is mm-hmm. he's, he's awesome so um we're gonna have some because again this is that whole dark and light duality thing we want a song where gwen's being gwen and there's a, a guy just you know either call an answer or doing his own verse or part of the chorus with her or whatever that's just coming in and shitting on it the opposite <laughs> yeah. yes 
So what music can we find playing in your car or on your playlist? What what are some of your favorite that was uh, one of albums mine. or bands? <laughs> I stole that. Yes, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, what are you listening to? What's that? What are you guys listening to? Oh, I think in the morning I like heavier stuff. Like I want to hear Beast Wars. I want to hear um, Ministry. I'm a big fan of Ministry. Excellent. Sometimes Static X. Yeah. Really. You know, oh man, we're talking about going to that show, the tribute show. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Like I know. I'm kind of scared, but yeah, I kind of want to go too. Yeah, we want to go to that. I think it's going to be a great tribute. I really do. And those guys, I just if you guys look, I don't mean to interrupt, but on YouTube right now, Tony Campos is on there uh, talking about it and how it's all about paying respect to to them. And those guys still want to play, and they're getting some great frontmen to to get on that stage. So who's fronting? Right oh now? man, I know. Um, what's his name from Devil Drivers? One of them. Um, oh, but there's there's better ones than that. I got to th- I have to look that up. It's really interesting. Yeah, I kind of definitely want to go to that show, yeah. and that's up near Cranberry, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. What's his name from well, Coal Chamber? What what's his name? Devin? Uh, I can't think of his name. Yeah. Oh, big truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I wonder how far that is from Cleveland. Maybe that'd be a show that we go to we, Cleveland. We, every all, now and we then. all could go. We too. always make the uh, pilgrimage to go see Jane's Addiction when they come to Cleveland. So. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we never miss them if we can <laughs> but anyway you were saying you were listening what else you're listening to static x and oh static x i mean we always listen to chelsea wolf emma ruth rendell mm-hmm. those are kind of always going on at nighttime when i like i like to take a bath and meditate and i'll listen to um gregorian chants that's been on my <laughs> on my playlist lately um or something like cranes is, is a big one right now for me oh yeah uh, i love yeah, like old '90s stuff. And I, I love uh, Crowbar. I listen to a lot of Crowbar. There you um, go. Coc Crowbar. Yeah. Do you like that stuff? Uh, yeah, a little bit of Coc. I think uh, Pepper Keenan is probably my one of my favorite guitarists, but mostly because of what he did in Down. Not yeah. because of Coc. Oh man, you know? yeah. Um, so I'm really into like what that kind of New Orleans uh, Southern mm-hmm. rock, Bluesy. but what like him and the dude from crowbar, like some of those riffs are really good. Some of them are like not my favorite, but the ones that are, I think are some of the best and like the, the heaviest shit out there, whatever. And then like high on fire. I like, Oh yeah. Um, huge sleep fan, which is funny. Like disengaged played with like, uh, high on fire a lot. And also Mastodon, like when they were still just playing small clubs Mm -hmm. and I like, couldn't stand high on fire i was like man this is just loud i want to go home like blah blah blah. your amps blah whatever and like now i'm like man i should have been such a dick and i should have <laughs> like you know ended up years later being like the hugest sleep fan and you know oh yeah uh, you know so i was super stoked on sleep and just anything that you know as soon as you start playing stoner or doom riffs i'm just like i feel like very comfortable because I, I don't i haven't i don't drink anymore so i haven't drank in like a year and a half so it's like that's like my new buzz is like hearing Stoner Rock Gross. I'm like, yes. Did you catch, <laughs> did you see Sleep when they did Stage AE in Pittsburgh? No, we, we saw them here yeah. on April 1st. Oh, okay. Like the day that our EP came out, they were in Cleveland and it was, it was amazing. Like their merch line, they probably made 40 or 50 grand just to merch that. Night. I like, believe it. <laughs> yeah. Cause they only, they only come out once in a while, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. some of the guys I work with, I went to the show. Did in they? Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, did. I was gonna go. Didn't but, get a review yeah. on that one. Um, I want to. Oh, what was it? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Crowbar. Have you ever heard um, their version of? Um, oh, that they, they did a remake of. Uh, oh, geez, I Dreamweaver. Yes, Dreamweaver. Yes. Isn't that awesome? So, dude, back oh, my in God. the day, like. 
20 years ago, I used to work at a record store and they would like, when I first heard that, I seriously stood on the counter and played air guitar in a store, like a, <laughs> like a movie moment. Cause I couldn't believe how awesome it was. It is awesome. It is. That's like my jam late at night when I want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, good stuff, man. I, I thought I was the only one that liked that. You mentioned a lot of bands that I like. Yeah. Know, just I then listen, there was a whole I listened lot. to yeah. personally. Do you ever listen to the band Esben and the Witch? Whoa. No, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, I, it's I def- probably have, but yeah, it's Esben, E S B E N, and the Witch. Um, it's it's you know an Emma Ruth Rundle sort of vein that kind of yeah. that kind of music. You guys would probably like it. Um, Are you guys horror movie fans? Hell yeah! I thought so. I am. He is not. Yeah, oh. I don't like scary stuff, but Gwen loves it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna say, don't see Us by Jordan Peele. Wasn't that good? I heard it was. I heard it was bad. It's was it... um very much a letdown. Get Out was great. He went for too many statements. I went to a free screening last week, and it was a big disappointment. Yeah. Oh, they he good. tried to throw too much in all at once. Um, I, I did watch The Nun recently, and I kind of liked it better than people gave reviews on it. I I, I thought that was good. I like James Wan and all his stuff. Um, let's see. But yeah, the, I, so horror movies, what, what's your go-to? Ooh, um, I like, I like really kind of 1990s, early 2000 B movies. Okay. So anything from full moon. There you go. I'm in. Yeah. Then do you so know, like, do you know about that, Tubi, the free streaming network? It has all the full moon stuff on there. Uh, no. Yeah, look up. Yes, it's T U B I T U B. If you're streaming with a Roku, again, not a sponsor, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can get that free that channel for free. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead then. <laughs> no, awesome. no, that was it. I. It's funny because I. Do you, well, obviously, you know Blair Witch. Of course. Project. Yes. So the second Blair Witch, I don't know. I don't think as many people were. I own it. Joe, oh, you do. Joe, I made Joe Berlinger. The no way. For the goth girl in that. Really? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Dunn? Dunn? I forget her last name. Know. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah, I'm a fan of that film. I'm the only person I know that likes it. I don't know <laughs> I like why. It. It's been such a long time. What did you think yeah. of the remake? I do not like the remake. You don't like the remake? No. No. Yeah, I didn't like A lot it. of screaming in the woods and nothing happening. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds Sorry. like a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. If you guys, you would be filming it. <laughs> <laughs> so Pittsburgh fans get their first taste uh, uh, yeah. of you guys at your live show at the second annual Descendants of Crom gig later this year. Um, how'd that opportunity come about? Mm. You know, any any Doom festival that's happening regionally, we just you know reached out to, and I think that we got pretty much all of them, you know, started a conversation with them and then they were into what we were doing. And so we're, we're doing descendants of Crom, um, and we're going to Canada. We're in Toronto on April 12th and Montreal, April 13th. And then we're playing Columbus, Columbus. Ohio and 420 smoke it. If you got it. <laughs> and then, uh, we we're playing doomed and stoned, Ohio. Um, we're playing doomed and stone. No, that's Chicago. Chicago. Doomed and stone, Chicago, May 31st. Um, the Ohio one I think is in August. Um, and then we're in descendants of Crom September 20th, 21st and 22nd. I don't know if we know what day we're on yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the, the Pittsburgh one. And then, uh, I think stone meadow of doom, the big YouTube, uh, channel for like doom and stone rock there. They have a, a festival sometime at the end of summer that we're supposed to be playing, but I don't know if they've announced the, the date yet on that. Um, so we're kind of like all over these regional, um, festivals happening throughout the summer. And I think it's, it's just a pretty exciting time for music, uh, for me and the stuff that we're into because all these festivals are popping up and they're starting to 
emulate more of what's happening in Europe, um, mm. which is, I think, a good thing. That is a good thing, um, yes. So, you know, better production value, more bands in one weekend, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing, uh, and just well curated. I, I'm, it just seems like more like it's happening here, What's what's been working over there in Europe. I'd love to see you guys on the uh, south side in Pittsburgh. There's a place called the Smiling Moose. Uh, again, not a sponsor, but could be. Um, that would be the, the like the greatest introduction to Pittsburgh is you guys playing there. Of course, you may be bigger than that, but it's a fun venue. Am I right? Or yeah. the Rex, the Rex Theater too. I'd like to well, see you, you guys. You guys there. need to do the the kettle whistle series of music where every couple months you guys do shows over there. Oh. Well, we could. <laughs> it's not. It's you're not. The, we have done bookstores. We could that, do it at the Smiling Moose. We now could. That we're they, friends. That's with, right. We're yeah. friends with the bartender there. That's all you yeah. need to do is be friends with the bartender. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's actually not a very bad idea um, to do. We haven't done bars uh, before you, Sean. I did bookstores. Um, yes. Yeah, so what's the date again for your, that Crom Festival? September twentieth, twenty first, and twenty second. Um, we're not sure which one we're playing. I don't think, um, but it's it's sometime during that weekend. Is that going to be the first taste we get of you guys live, or is there a possibility you doing clubs or? Uh, I as of now, no. But when you guys book a show for us in July or August, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Well, we we actually know the people that could help. It's whether or not they have the dates available. That's yeah. a great idea. The craft house. What am I thinking? I could walk in there. All right. Anyway, uh, more on that later, folks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but th- this is a part of the show where you should probably plug where people can buy your music, buy your shirts. Tell them where to go. <laughs> okay. So right now, the best spot is the Frail Bandcamp. Um, I think you'll be able to get like our merch there. And then um, uh, our Bandcamp will also link you to the new 7-inch that we have coming out, the pre-order, which is on Aqualam cool. in the U.S. And then Lay Bear Recordings uh, in Europe. Um, and it's usually it's better to, to if you buy something and you're in Europe to get it from Laybear because your shipping's a lot cheaper. Um, hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I think our Bandcamp uh, is a good starting spot um, to get to everything. Um, hmm. And then also uh, Frail Band on Instagram. Uh, all the links to you know the our Bandcamp is in our bio. So I think everything kind of for us, we try to make it easy and it all just you go to the Bandcamp and you get to everything from there. There we go. Bandcamp is actually my favorite to send people because you guys actually get the money for that, don't you? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, is it a hundred percent? No, it's it's a it's a percentage uh. on on, in, on digital, and then the only rub on Bandcamp is that when you sell physical, like a, a CD mm. or merch or whatever, um, they they want a percentage of that too, but they don't take it from that sale. They take it out of your digital sales in the future. Right. So mm. it's it's you know because they can't charge or you know they don't they don't whatever they just. Yeah. Their algorithm doesn't hit directly on the physical, but then you'll like you'll if we sell a bunch of like albums or shirts, and then we're like selling digital, but your your receipt says zero. You're like, what do you mean? I, how do I have a negative balance? What are you talking about? <laughs> but they're kind of catching up on the the physical. Um, but yeah, Bandcamp's great. I think that it that's what started our musical journey was was putting a record on Bandcamp, and I think it's it's incredible for for artists and. You know, you, you get paid on Spotify and iTunes too, but it's yeah. a complete. It's a fraction of. It's a fraction, how many yeah. Pennies, zeros, yeah. It's it's fractions of, of pennies. Um, so Bandcamp is, you know, if you if you sell something for a dollar, you usually get in seventy five cents. I've I've always been supportive of Bandcamp. Whenever I have a band on here, I tell them. Sometimes they learn too. Like ten years ago, not everybody knew about it. But yeah. uh, now they're starting to catch on. I like that. I like that it goes to the artist. I'm big on that. We still buy. I'm sitting here with CDs all around me. I still buy my music, vinyl, whatever, shirts. But yeah, what do you got, Sean? Looks like you. I was going to ask, how did you guys 
what was the inspiration for the name of the band or how did you come up with a name or did you grab the name from somewhere or? Well, I, I think that um, we both like the idea of something really simple and kind of single syllabic to, to make it easy and, and mm-hmm. easy to pronounce. And we like the idea of something that was kind of broken apart and put back together. It's not the original spelling, you know, but it's, it's different and it seems stronger because it has, you know, it, it just seems like a stronger word without the I. And I, I don't know, it just seemed, it just seemed natural, but apparently we found it. It means something in Spanish, right? Yeah, but oh. I don't know what that we don't, is. We don't <laughs> know what it means. <laughs> but, like if you Google it, like some Spanish things come up, but we, I never took the time to learn what it meant. I want to say I, I saw it was used in a book as a character name too. Uh, really? Maybe. Yeah. yeah um, Mr. Frail or something like that. As long as it doesn't mean like, you know, racist white person, you guys should be okay. I mean, (laughs) oh boy. (laughs) Again, it would be like, you might want to find out first. (laughs) No, it'd be like irrelevant because it's made up in a vacuum. It is what it is. It's made up. Before you go to Brazil, you might want to look that up. I like it. It's it's unique, you know, the spelling and. Um, it's a yeah, good. It's wanted, a good name. I, I think in in in, a, in an age where every word has pretty been much been used for something else, and there's 30 bands with the same name. I think that the the smaller and sh- the less amount of letters in a name of something that is original is the rarer it is, and, and to me more special it is. So, we, like Gwen said, mm. we wanted something that was not a lot of letters and had meaning to it, but we also wanted to own it too you know so So i came up with a name for a band that i would do years ago when myspace was really kind of the powerhouse uh, social media platform and um you know i have yet to produce the music that i would put to it but i have an idea of what that music might sound like but the name i came up with was uh in spheres now that'll get stolen in Mm. and then spheres just uh, just stick with captain sexy yeah yeah no (laughs) I'm telling you, yeah. I don't every think... <laughs> every name is awesome until you go on Bandcamp and search it and find you're out like, that there's twelve of them. You're like, damn, <laughs> and, and that taken. absolutely is the same with writing, whether it's a book, a story, <laughs> names. I mean, I, everything gets stolen, hey, whether you planned it or not. Things that I wrote in '91, yeah, everybody's used all those names, they've used all the terms, all the storylines. It's hard to be original now, but you guys captured it in music, and I got to thank you for that. Well, thank thank you. you. Yeah, thank you very much, and and thank you guys for doing such an amazing job of putting the, the show together. I mean, you guys like very you thoughtful. can tell you're passionate yeah. about what you do, and I think that that's that's awesome. It shows, thank you. So thank you. We appreciate that. We hope to meet you in person. We want to see you live, and I think it's going to happen. I hate yeah. waiting until September, so maybe we should think we'll tra- about we'll travel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought about booking them closer to home. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll travel. I'll, I'll book them closer to home too. Right, so we'll, we'll work on that. But Gwen, you mentioned uh, earlier in conversation when we weren't recording about maybe uh, some uh, jewelry work that you're working on or something like that. Do you want to mention? Oh yeah, that? I, I do these. Um, necklaces and stuff like this where it's kind of I wear some of them in the video it's like black rubber o-ring cool necklaces and those are available at lithiumclothing.com nice awesome very cool well if there's anything else anything else we should know about you before we let you go um uh, uh, I, I think we're just you know very very fortunate to to have people that want to find out about more about what we're doing and you know we, we still can't believe it yeah, that, you know we, we put some songs on Bandcamp and have got to go hey, all, you did it yourself you it's know, awesome Europe and you know and and, th- and and there's a lot more that I think we're we're working on that we're excited about and the with the LP that has been it's 
taking us way longer than we thought, but it's good because we're still figuring out who the heck we are as a band. And uh, <laughs> well, I, I think you guys are going to be a band that that eventually, hopefully, sooner yeah. than later, breaks and uh, yeah, breaks. Yeah, I mean, you like make it like big like yeah. your mu- your music's that awesome that it needs to wow. be kind of no we definitely uh, we're gonna look at, back at this and be proud that we did this i yeah. there's no doubt in my mind uh, if you if you do look back at our old shows you wouldn't believe like the cornucopia of craziness we have had on here i did a one-on-one do you, you have to know dick valentine from uh electric six Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on the show about two episodes ago and had me in tears laughing for a half hour straight. Um, but we, we go from that to Sean Usalt, baseball player, bass player from White Zombie. White and Zombie. it's a, really a big mix. You'll be surprised. You might even see some things that you've never heard of that a lot of people. We like doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, showing people. Well, like you guys, as people that didn't hear you yet. Well, now they're going to. And if you stick by us, we stick by you. We welcome you to the Kettle Whistle family. Yeah, absolutely. The invitation's there for you guys to always come back when you have something new and, um, you know, just to be part of our, part of our, uh, click. Yeah. Do you do do Halloween, Halloween parties? (laughs) Once the LP comes out, we'd want, we'd love to get, you know, your feedback because you guys definitely are passionate. We like your insight on this stuff. So we'd love to, once the LP finally comes out, like hopefully, you know, towards later summer or something like that, we'd love to get your your feedback. We could do a, yeah, a Skype radio release party, if that's what they call it now. You know what? Maybe what we could do is we could play their music and then we could curate some of the music that we all like. There you go. Some disengage. Yeah. There you go. I'm serious about that. I'm serious. I want to play disengage. (laughs) Would you allow us? (laughs) Did you go away? We lost him. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry. He disengaged. Back, yeah. <laughs> we did. Disengage. But yeah, man. Is it possible to play disengaged stuff? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can go ahead and do whatever you want. Uh, you just have to broadcast it from the 31st Street Pub or whatever. Ooh, it is that's gone, line. man. It's uh, gone. Oh, yeah. It sucks. I oh, we missed that, that place. My yeah. my friends used to always play that. That was one of the better venues. Best venue, small, real small venue, but it was great. great. Venue. Oh, yeah. great, great, great place. Yeah, the Cheats play there. Do you know the Pittsburgh band, the Cheats punk band? Um, it's were they kind of with the Silver Tongue Devil? Yeah, guys, that's right? him. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Porter. Right. Yep. He's a friend of mine. They actually played my basement for a Halloween party uh, once, and uh, that's why I'm asking if you guys ever do Halloween parties. Um, I'd like to book. You. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, <laughs> far-reaching Definitely. here, but anyway. we're open to anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. It was great to meet you guys. We really appreciate you doing this. Sean, do you have anything else to throw in here? Nope. Nope. I think okay. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, covered it. again, Frail. Thank you so much. And um, all right. Uh, how, again, give them one more time where to find you. Uh, Frail. Band or bandcamp.frail.com. Band. I don't know. No. <laughs> I, I know. It's difficult. There's too many dot coms. Yeah. Frailband.com. How about that one? Perfect. Yeah. Or, or bandcamp. Or band. I don't know. It's something. God, we <laughs> fucked that up. That's all right. <laughs> That's We made a show out of it, man. We, we fucked everything up. Uh, all right. We'll let you go here. I'm going to save our work here and close out the show. We're going to go out with Sean. What are we going out with? I I really want to play Wondering Star, oh, but you such a play, pain in my you ass. You want to play Let the Darkness. He's <laughs> such a pain. I in love my all ass. I love all the songs. All right, so, so you, guess you what? <laughs> we'll go out with two songs. All right, are, are you guys okay with him uh, with us playing that? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, and then I'll play Let the Darkness in. All right, <laughs> moving on. All right, guys, you have a good night and thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.
What'd you call me, you bitch? <laughs> Captain Sexy. You want me to make a poopy? <laughs> I'm not sure how to even... <laughs> You're recording that, aren't you, you bastard? <laughs> I've been known to do that. Oh, my goodness. Yes, so we're back. Aren't you glad Sean's back? Um, yeah, so that, we just heard, uh, what was that one, that Wandering Star? A Portishead song, correct? Yeah, it was a cover of a Portishead song that Frail did. And uh, you know what's interesting about that song? That song stands on its own. It's not even, I, I can't even say that it's reminiscent of the original, but it's so powerful and so unique in its own right and so good in its own right that, you know, I, I just thought it was a wonderful song. Very so, cool. Yeah, I've got some Portishead yeah. stuff. I haven't listened to them in, oh my God, 15, 20 years. It's yeah, I, I always wish they put out more content, but I'm happy with the content that they that they did put out. Um, they, uh, I know that uh, Beth Gibbons, she just did a uh, uh, she just did a show. I think that might be getting released with uh, an orchestra. Wow, I think. Well, she deserves so. it. Uh, the the way I found them is very odd. Uh, back in the day, uh, I'd say early 2000s, I had a Corn DVD, and they interviewed Monkey, and he said. He was listening to Portishead. Actually, Portishead was playing in the background, and he he's a big fan. I think I caught them in the middle of the night on like 120 minutes or something on MTV. I've never actually seen them, like seen what they look like or what they're about. So, but I've, I have the music. I have everything they did. I think. But yeah. So anyway, Gwen and Sean from Frail. What do you think? I think they were amazing. I thought that they were very, they were a lot of very well spoken, a lot of fun to talk to, yes. and uh, you know, obviously, I hope that they're future guests and we uh, get to have them on again. And um, you know, I just had a great time. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. that happens. Sometimes it just it's a natural thing, and they were great people. Obviously, great musicians. Yeah, it was nice to have uh, a natural conversation flow, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, got to hit on a lot of topics. A and, lot. Uh, you know, got to, got to, got to share some music with each other, which is always great to do. Yes. You know, hopefully they'll like uh, the bands uh, that I shared as much as, you know, the ones that they shared with us. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was a good exchange there. Uh, there's a few I'm definitely going to look up now. Um, plus that one you just showed me today, Arctic Space, did you say? Arct oh. Arctic Sleep. Arctic Sleep. Uh, yeah. yeah those, those are our new business cards there. Oh. You're going to have to take some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your name's on there. I'm going to take a fistful. Yeah, take them because, uh, yeah, they came the day after the show. Now I'm thinking of that KMFDM song. A fistful of money. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, they were great, and I hope you guys enjoyed them, and I hope you enjoy their music. They're definitely worth a gander. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think those guys are going to make it big. I think, so I, I think they have... Uh, you know they should be being. You know, hate to say it. the the local The local rock radio sucks. Oh, it's horrible. But uh, they'll never play. It. They, yeah. yeah. I mean that that should be something that more people should hear. I'll you never know, understand the local radio stations. I realize they get paid to play the same songs all the time. Over and oh over my god! But over. the biggest, the worst thing, and I know we say this all the time. It's like, all right, the Chili Peppers have this catalog, all right? But they only play one goddamn song. They play Under the Bridge. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. It's like, why don't you play something from Stadium Arcadium? You used to. Like, is it that much more money for them to get, you know, payola? I, mm -hmm. I just don't understand why we can't hear new music from old bands. Um, and we get new bands, and they only play one song, and then you never hear them again. Mm -hmm. Like this one here from Pittsburgh, Code Orange. I don't. Did they ever play them? They probably played them on a local band show, but they're not in rotation, and they're from Pittsburgh, Code Orange. Um, I just don't get it. And that's, yeah. folks, that's why I do this. 
you know that now. But yeah, <laughs> a lot. Oh, look what I found here. You know, my avatar tickets from last year. Club Diesel. It used to be. Now it's Foxtail. Whatever. Anyway, Avatar was a good show. They were fun. I'd like to see them again. Bloody Angel. Um, in closing, any final words? Well, I'm enjoying this Guinness Stout oh. that I'm drinking. Guinness Adult Stout. Yes, yeah. Leftover from St. Patty's Day. Yeah, very good. We had very a good St. Patty's Day here. I had a very interesting one. Uh, <laughs> but that's another. That's a story for another time, because my job, at some point, the stories are going to come. And you know what I do, and it's been interesting. And I just can't say who I work for, but man, oh man, do I meet some characters. <laughs> I'm looking very much forward to this. Uh, one of the nicest people I met was the guitarist for Submachine, another Pittsburgh band. Mm -hmm. He was a he's a, a regular guy for me, and he's a nice dude. He said we could play their stuff. So, but yeah, Submachine's a good local band that I think I did catch. I've them seen once. their shows before. Um, man, I can't remember who I would have seen them with. Uh, I, I know I saw them live before, though. Well, let's hope we get Mr. Uh, Jay Gordon after his dad gets back to me. Uh -huh. <laughs> and what a trip it was talking to him. He was he was funny. Mr. Lou Gordon. Yeah, Lou Gordon. He's yeah. definitely rock royalty because he he has a background, but he his voice, I swear to God, I thought it was Jay messing with me when I called him. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, this is Jay's dad. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> you really are. <laughs> I said, well, this is uh, Dave. <laughs> and I met Jay at a show, and we wanted to have him on, and he said he'd do it, but then he gave me your number, and he, it was natural for him. I guess this is a, like a thing they do. Um, and his dad yeah, maybe. Going. I mean, uh, you know, I was afraid that you know maybe he passed us like a you know maybe he didn't pass oh, us a knows? good number yeah, or like a sex line you know or are we are we actually going to talk to his dad? What the hell do we say to his dad? You know, I winged it. I and mean, it worked out. And he he said to me, he's like, everything you just said to me, text that to Jay and count and and make sure you copy me. I'm like, okay, and I did. We'll see, folks. We're waiting for Jay Gordon from Orgy to get back to us. Um, for those fans out there like me, and by the way, he was. A really cool dude. Yeah, and he's big. He's oh like, yeah, he's a big dude. I'm six foot two, and I hardly ever oh have to God. look up to people. But I swear he was like six four, six five. I mean, he yeah. was he was tall, very tall, but strong yeah. too. He like manhandled. But you know, I've said that about a lot of the bands that I like. You know, the guy like Paul Barker from Ministry, Ed Ash from KMFDM, uh, Kevin Key from Skinny Puppy, Bill Lieb from Frontline. I mean. Pig, uh, Raymond Watts from Pig. I mean, all these guys are like six foot four, six foot five, like super tall, really lanky, skinny dudes. Yep. And, uh, you it know. It takes Jay. that to be a front man sometimes. Yeah. Although not the case with Seven Dust. Lejean <laughs> is very short. <laughs> Nicest guy in the world, but he's short. <laughs> very nice dude. Very nice dude. Had a beer with him. Loved him. Great guy. He, he met my wife. He's just such a nice dude. Uh, all right. I guess we're going to close this thing out. And, um... Hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, you can find me always at Twitter at Fairly Dark, and uh, Facebook, David Fairhead, F-A-I-R-H-E-A-D. Get all our shows and maybe buy a book or something fun at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. Support the cause. Sean, where do they find you? They find me on Facebook. And at his house. And at my house. Yeah, <laughs> don't be afraid to reach out to me on Facebook. I, I like meeting new people. I like I like talking to people, so definitely yep. reach out. Yep. All right, that's a wrap. And we're going to go, oh, yeah, we have to go out with a song. Oh, yeah, gee, yeah, what are we going to play? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Gee, maybe the one I, uh, I kind of like that one, too. All right, Let the Darkness In by Frail. <laughs> Good night. Good night. You can't
thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore L-A. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.